Hello, Savvy Listeners. I am excited you are taking the time to invest in yourself today. Savvy, the business podcast will show you how your daily habits can create your own platform. Experts will share solutions and efficient tips to create a roadmap just for you. One thing that can make this happen, change your habits, change your success. Welcome to Savvy, the business podcast. on today with uh, corporate and entrepreneurial women panel discussion. Um, this is a conversation that, you know, we have amongst ourselves, amongst our friends and family, but there's, you know, an issue there where women, when we uh, go out, that there's this red tape or a way people look at us that, you know, well, a woman can't do this or you may not be smart enough or, you know, it's always something that we have to work extra, extra, extra hard to, you know, do some of the same things that the average person does and for you to take us seriously. Um, when we show up in our dress heels or our business suits, it's okay, okay, she's dancing, she's a woman, she's not, she don't have the power. Or, you know, it's always, you know, something that we may not be able to do because we're too feminine. But as a woman, we're stronger than what, you know, a lot of people give us credit for. So this is why um, today we wanted to have this discussion, the panel with these women, and all of them, you know, have worked in corporate America, they have their own businesses, so they can give us that honest opinion and not nothing that's in the news or statistics. We're talking about our own experiences, and some of us have the same experiences, um, just, you know, went through them in a different way, but that's part of this discussion today. So we're going to start on the end with Waikisha, and they're going to, you know, introduce themselves. So one, I want you to know who these women are, what they do. So, Waikisha. Okay. Hi, I am Waikisha Hayes, aka Dr. Y, founder and CEO of The Key Group. I am a leadership uh, development coach and corporate trainer. I work, work for individuals and organizations, and um, my goal is to help them find their personal development worth, capitalize on their strengths so that we can improve their performance Uh, what 
led you to leave corporate America or maybe, you know, doing both to take that journey? I'll start. Okay. I'll start. Well, I've been in the nonprofit development and fundraising field for a total of 15 years now. And so what really made me leave is there are, there's a sector of nonprofits that are kind of ignored. And it's usually the smaller nonprofits that don't have help with fundraising. And it's harder for them to get grants. They don't know the language, how to speak to funders, or really have the time and effort needed to devote to it. So that's what made me start going into consulting with nonprofit organizations and eventually with startup companies to help the people that are kind of ignored. They're not large nonprofits. Their general operating budget is very small. And so they don't have the funds to work with a whole panel of consultants for a consulting firm. So um, I fill in the gap that way. Okay. Anybody else? For me, um, I wanted a better quality of life. I was in corporate sales um, and I sold everything under the sun. You name it, like retail sales, door-to-door -door sales, um, face-to-face sales, fundraising, I did it all, and I was making really good money, but I just wasn't happy, and I realized I wanted a better quality of life, and I realized my passion was in the arts, and I was constantly fed messages that you can't make art as a living, we teach that, um, and you can't be, you know, uh, thriving, uh, successful, creative, it's always the starving artist, that's what you hear thrown around, and so it took me a while to wrap my head around be making art a professional career, but I've been doing it now successfully for four years full time. And for me, I've had the best quality of life, I'm not making as much as I was before, but I'm still very early on in my career. And I know that um, I would, I will be making what I was making in corporate. And then some, I, I, I have mentors that are making really amazing money off of art. And for me, my, my driver is better quality of life. And also to create a life that is meaningful for me and my son, that works for me on my terms. I don't have to account to anybody. There's like there's certain things that pays off. So yes, you know I don't have sometimes the stability that you would with corporate America. Um, but if, when you do put in your due time, that stability is going to come. So for me, it was just quality of life. Okay. What made me change is because I was a nursing supervisor, but I supervised seven specialty clinics. I just ended up regular clinics for specialty clinics and I was dealing with a lot of lives and I ran the ambulatory flow pool. So I staffed the ambulatory system. So I felt if I could do that for a company, I could do all that for myself. And I'm really big on leaving a legacy for my children and creating generational wealth. So that's what made me step out on faith and start my own business. And I always love fashion and people at work say, how do you come to work? You look so nice, you look so cute. Mm -hmm. And then I started noticing the building was changing and they felt better about themselves. And the impact and the response that I received from people who worked for me, I loved it because they stayed, they didn't leave. I trained them, I worked with them for six weeks before I would put them out in an area. I trained them in all 18 clinics and that made them feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so other places were able to see them, choose them, they were able to choose their location and it was a win-win for everybody. Okay. Sure, similar to Crystal. I worked in the nonprofit industry for approximately 10 years now, so not quite as long. But if you'll agree, what, I, what I've learned is that 
um, there's a gap, right? So the, the, the organizations that I work for are typically white-led, mm -hmm. um, and they are serving our black community and our black and brown community. And what I see is that there are smaller organizations that don't have access to the resources that these organizations mm -hmm. have, that um, there's a lack of education in several arenas when it comes to leading, when it comes to creating pro programs, when it comes to just having a philanthropic you know, foundation that white-led organizations have and um, or have access to within their own networking. So my expectations of you, and these are the expectations mm -hmm. you hold me to, um, so that we are holding each other accountable. Because um, yes, I'm hiring based on technical skills, but then there are certain people skills that I need to know that we can manage mm -hmm. with each other um, to make sure that the job is successful. So it does, it does um, uh, carry over and spill over to entrepreneurship. Right. I think one of the things that I have carried over in my business is I worked for a company where they were really big on professional development. Mm -hmm. um, every quarter they offered leadership classes, communication classes. And so that's one thing that I look for. I don't have any employees, but I do have contractors mm -hmm. as well. And when I'm working with someone, I can almost tell if they're into professional development, uh -huh. if they're into bettering themselves constantly. Uh -huh. You know, if I hate to say it, but book reading goes a long way. You can tell people who read constantly. Uh -huh. emotions um, that's always tied to a woman. You're so emotional, or you're, you know, and if you're not, uh, well, why are you so mad all but she's still affected by it to this day. Mm -hmm. And I can tell when her behavior changed, it was around the anniversary of his death. They didn't understand it, but they didn't take the time to even mm -hmm. go that far into it. She was a single mother. Mm -hmm. She was trying to raise her daughter. She had two jobs. They didn't look that deep into their employees. Right. They just see sales numbers. Mm -hmm. They don't care about that. I had a stroke. So I like to not just jump to judgment when people do certain things because I'm a, my hardest critic myself and I feel like sometimes I make mistakes or I say things or I don't sound right, but that's only because I know the limitations that I have some days. Well, it's right. serving leadership. Mm -hmm. And I think just to piggyback off of what you said, you touched on a little bit, is um, having a support system, you know, so when you are met um, to someone who is trying to downplay your strengths and what you're capable of doing is having that support system that reminds you of who you are in your strength and then doing that for yourself because sometimes you don't have that support system yeah. so it's working on your own mindset and then yeah. believing in abundance like that is a big thing that i i talk about all the time with the people around me and and kind of create this ripple effect is that we have abundance there's plenty of everything to go around, money, success, um, you know, notoriety, all that, there's plenty enough to go around. So if you meet someone and you have that, you know, that instinct, because it's, it's taught to us to be competitive because there's not enough going around, there's scarcity. And we're taught, you know, if you're not grinding, you know, from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., you know, you know, 6 a.m. to 6 a.m., that someone's going to take your spot, and you got to do this, and, and and we're running these people into the ground, and so we've created this like, you know, um, this fighting against one another, and that's why you see that uh, also with women because that spot is so scarce that you're like, oh, that other woman's going to take my space, but in fact, that's not the case. That's an illusion. 
Um, and, and so it's training your mind. Like, so if I met someone who is, I believe is my competitor, I, I now, now it's like second nature. I don't even have to do this, but before, if I felt competition, I would have to train my mindset to be like, she is not a competitor. You know, let's help each other because mm -hmm. we can reach the top together than us mm -hmm. trying to fight against one another. Absolutely. Let's help one another out. And if she does get the position that I really wanted, congratulate her, learn from her, ask if you can work on that project together with her so you can learn and, and to ask why she got that um, over you. And then also accept that that wasn't meant for you, that there's yeah. something else yeah. that was yeah. meant for you. Yeah. And it's okay to celebrate someone that reached or achieved something that you really, really wanted. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have that feeling of disappointment, but just understand that that was supposed to be that person's time and that's something else. But if you have to work on the abundance mindset and once you start working on that, you really don't see competition anymore. So there's not gonna be this, you know, woman against woman fighting anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not gonna happen because you know that there's plenty of love and everything else to go around. So you have to work on that mindset. And it starts from us all individually doing that kind of work. Right. And get out of that crab in a barrel mentality. Right. right. We're right. all taught that, but what you gotta also look and think, well, maybe that crab is leaving to come mm -hmm. back and get you and teach you what they've learned. Correct. They're not just leaving you behind. Some of those crabs are gonna come mm -hmm. back and help you, and that's when you have mentors. Mm -hmm. That crab is gonna be a mentor to you. Mm -hmm. Well, I like, you know, when when all of you came in. You know, it wasn't, you know, oh, well, who is she? Why is she here? Everybody came in, you know, introduced yourself, started talking, collaborating, mm -hmm. passing on cards, and just having a conversation. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about that competitiveness or why she's here or, you know, what is she doing here? Okay, her answer going to be better than mine. It was none of that. And we have to get out of that mentality of that that competition and that cannabis of, I got to hurry up and get in front of her. I got to hurry up, you know, I got to be better. I got to dress better. I got to you know, hair, makeup, whatever it is. We gotta get out of that mentality up because even just us on this panel, we're all different in certain type of way. You know, we, we all have a different mindset of, you know, what we like for us, you know, dress, makeup, our careers, things that we like. And okay, look at how can we play off of each other? How can we connect? You know, what what can you do that can help me and vice versa? Well we both can grow. Let's both go you know go ahead and get it. Honestly, those thoughts never even crossed my head. In fact, I, was, I woke up and I was excited. I was like, I don't, I only know Crystal. And I was like, I never met the other women. So I'm like, I'm super excited to meet all these women. I'm right. excited to reconnect with right. Crystal. And, then, and and I'm excited to see what is going to transpire from here. I, I don't know. that, But it's a work in progress. I know in my 20s, I was definitely like this yeah. you know, competitive person. But and it comes with who's here. I mean, you, you created a panel for it. I mean, let's just be yeah. honest. You created a, a panel of women that um just you know our worlds like we're in different yeah. places yeah if you had called us a couple of years ago yeah then maybe maybe it would have been a, a little different mm -hmm. i don't yeah. know but i also believe that men, mindset and mentality makes all the all the difference in the world um but you you literally I always say that it's like god will bring the right people at the right time with yes. the right resources to right. help yes. you get where you need to be. If you right. follow me on social media at any given moment, you may see that written. Okay. And until you truly understand that and the magnitude of what that means, like, and, and furthermore, you cannot do everything alone. You are talking about outsourcing and that you have contractors. Yes. You have
have to collaborate and partner, period. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you're doing. You're right. in school. We work together as cohort members. Like we were, we each had our individual dissertation, but we each worked together. Mm -hmm. If um, they found something that they knew would be a benefit to my research, I had cohort members that'd be like, hey, I ran across this. This is this is for you in the work setting. I mean, if you want to grow, you have to learn how to network. You have to learn how to collaborate, partner. And then in businesses, contract workers, you have to know, you have to network in order to contract, subcontract out. So um, when you start valuing partnerships and really understand how important, but again, that conversation starts at the beginning. It starts with teaching our, our young mm -hmm. girls, teaching early career professionals, going back and talking to collegiates, and having these conversations and shifting their mindsets before they even get started. Because what's yours is yours. Mm -hmm. I think to take that even a step further, so it's, you also touched upon that, it's, it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to actually take action and do about yeah. that, right? Mm -hmm. So we can sit here all day and talk about all of these things, that this is the problem, these are the solutions, but like, let's really act on it. And so for me, specifically in my industry, Art is not regulated, so um, the pricing can be completely very right. fast. You know, someone can say, "I'm going to charge you $500 to paint this wall," and someone's going to come and say, "50 grand." And so, uh, what the change that I'm actively making within the public art world is, I'm having open conversations about money. Like, how much yeah. do you charge for that? Like, this is how much I'm charging. Do you, do you charge by square footage? Do you charge by time? Do you charge by materials? And you know, at first people get a little like, well, we're talking about money and you're, you learn. and you're yeah, and you're, you're, you're in my business. Now it's like, well, I don't know how much you really make. I'm just asking about a particular part. And so we're opening up these dialogues and this, and it's just in the creative industry. So I'm not even going to talk yeah. about public art, but like right. a chef or, you know, someone who does clothing and um, makeup or whatever else. Let's start having these very open, vulnerable, transparent conversations. Cause then you'll really realize that we're all just kind of, you know, doing it by the seat of our pants. And, and it actually brings us closer together to like create a really, um, cohesive uh, group where we all can rise together uh -huh. by sharing this information. Right. Yes. So. I think social media can be both ways with this because social media can help you find contractors. You can meet people you never would have met uh -huh. before. But with social media, there's competition. Mm -hmm. People feel like if they see their friend Sally doing this and they want it, they think they should be much further than Sally, then they start to get jealous. And so social media can divide you as well as bring you together. Mm -hmm. And so I think it feeds that where you were talking about cracks in a barrel where you just you feel like I'm not getting anywhere, but all of my friends are doing this. I think it's important because I've taken like a digital detox mm -hmm. on Sundays. I completely have no social media. Mm -hmm. Like it's because you have to retrain your mind. Right. Like we really were living before Facebook and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. We, we really were. Yeah. 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 When I was born, none of this was around <laughs> at all. No we didn't care about no. Sally. Yeah. 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 Sally. Yeah. 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 Have the strength to be able to do that and we all are on different chapters of our life 
So yes, Sally may be up here, but Sally may be down here because something happened and you may be up here. Mm -hmm. So there's, there really is no, we shouldn't really, we say this, we shouldn't compare, but we all do, we're all humans. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, okay, then taking the next step of let me shut down social media and not look at that, but just work, just concentrate. And now, you know, there's like the great thing about social media is they're sharing these success stories and about how these women are becoming successful entrepreneurs in their forties and their fifties and their sixties. There really isn't a timeline on when we, so social media has created this like, gotta do it now, gotta do it yeah. now. Yes. And, and it's to pull away from that. We don't have to do it now, but there's nothing real time. And, and we just need to work on ourselves. That's what's real time. Okay. It's work on ourselves because then we don't want to be in a position of what happened this past Sunday. And it's like, whoa, that happened out of nowhere. And yeah. they, they're too young to go. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like we, we had a whole life to live in front of us. But if you, if you you won't be it there if you're continuously looking at social media because you're too busy comparing you're not living your own life. I think people need to remember when you are looking at social media, and I hate to quote a meme, you are truly looking at people's highlight reel. Right. It is their yeah. highlight reel. Yeah. You have no idea what they were going through the day before, mm -hmm. that morning, what it took to get them to work, or even to wake up out of bed. Mm -hmm. So you have to remember that social media, you're looking at the best parts of someone's life. What I had to learn social media and what was hard for me. I hadn't had social media in nine years. Mm -hmm. No social media. But becoming an entrepreneur, I had to have social yeah. media. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. very vital to your business. And I had a hard time looking at people who had 10,000, 20,000 followers. And here I have 100. But I had to realize they've been doing this for years. I just started. So, but you got to remember, even with all of those followers who are truly authentic followers, because a lot of people, they, they, are, they yeah. just click, 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 yeah. click. The, the looky loos and let me see what you're doing. And, yeah. It's just all of those people that just click, 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 click. And they're not truly, they're following you and really into what you're doing. So out of the 5,000, you may truly have a hundred people mm -hmm. that's really following and interacting with your conversation. Because I mean, we have all of these people that's following us and want to befriend you. And, mm -hmm. you know, just this past week, I was talking to somebody, you have all these people, okay, add as a friend. Why? You know, if, if I go to your profile and you're not doing anything and you're just posting all these selfies of you hanging out, I don't want you hanging out with me. You know, I, I can do it myself. So, of course, I'm not going to, you know, befriend that person. It's no offense or nothing like that, but it's just, why add all of that extra face? Because now, all of your selfies, I don't be looking at. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know you, you know? And like don't too, pay bills. Yeah, like <laughs> there you go. Well, 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 well so, so to your point, to your point, um, I think we have to define why we're utilizing social media. Yeah. Right. I think we have to understand what our purpose is with social media. That's one. Two, I'm hesitant to say that likes don't bring you money. Here's why. Because I actually utilize social media. Like, I understand what my purpose is on social media. And so when you maximize and leverage social media for whatever your purpose is, it's a huge benefit. So I'm not going on social media to compare, in a sense. I'm going on social Like, many of my contracts, almost all of my contracts okay. that I've gotten is as a result of relationships on social media. Networking. 
is networking. And so, yeah. and, and what it reminds me of is my husband is in sales and he's not like a social media guy where he utilizes social media for his business. Plus old school insurance agent. Mm -hmm. um, the philosophy many years ago before social media was go out and network with your business cards, go see who you can run your grocery store basket into at the grocery mm -hmm. store, start a fake conversation and then ultimately you're giving uh, business cards, right? And so if you were being trained by excellent leader at that time, what they would tell you is go out and see how many no's you can get. And so if you transition that go out and see how many no's you can get to social media, what you're doing is reducing your landscape of having to go to Walmart and Target to bump and baskets or go to Walmart, Target and Bed Bath and Beyond to bump into baskets. I think defining why you're on social media is important and that's the responsibility of the individual um, because there is benefits to social media and I don't want us to leave here with us with a negative tone to social media because I think it's shifting you know I think the purpose of social media is powerful like completely mm -hmm. powerful that's why I joined I knew yeah. I needed it to mm -hmm. develop my business I don't like social media that's just me I'm an introvert but I knew I needed so there are I people who built million I mean, I mean for as many people as we say that's their highlight reel or it's not all real or fact but there are people who have built million dollar companies right. digital yeah. products download attorneys who was having to advertise on TV I'm Jim Adler all of these people who are putting <laughs> bundles and packages together now um, helping small businesses we were talking about LLC's earlier like attorneys putting legal um, terms on paper and selling bundles like people are building million dollar businesses I think we have to shift the negative connotation sure. to social okay. media mm -hmm. and use it as a benefit right. and what you um, talked about was the ability to be able to create authenticity and show yeah. authenticity mm -hmm. yeah. those are the businesses that are growing those are the businesses that you're on there, you're not being selfish and saying me, 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 but it's how can I help you? Yeah. How can we collaborate? How can we get together with people that uh -huh. sometimes you do pass them by and don't even realize who they are because you connect mm -hmm. on social media and you created this social media community and then sometimes they look different and <laughs> in person. Mm -hmm. But it's because you've created this such a large network. Um, people, you know, often talk about how Crystal, how are you at the table? Or how are you, you know, in this room? Um, me being in such sort of a niche, a niche mm -hmm. industry, it's because a lot of it is I show and share authenticity. And so it's not my highlight reel of all the great mm -hmm. things. It's, you know what? Yesterday I was hurting. Yeah. Yesterday yes. I cried about such and such situation. Um, this is what's going on in my life. And I want to share where, whether it's from a spiritual um, standpoint or from, you know, any other piece of my life, my family and what we're going through. And so pray for me and this, that, and the other. Um, you know, I was rejected at one point, but here's the, here's the victory in that. I mean, I'm able to, I mean, I'm able to share that and people can connect with that. And so they see the authenticity in me. They want to connect. They want to, mm -hmm. uh, they desire realness in a world of faith. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah. so I, they, they latch on. I latch on to them and we're in this thing together. Yeah. And, and then yeah. you can't get rid of <laughs> 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 Are you want to be that newbie? <laughs> 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 
Lumi's and Dan looked off the <laughs> today. I'm perfect. I'm perfect. But you know, sometimes you have to get off of social media and just like you said, let's meet up. Let's go to lunch. Let's have coffee. Let's go to dinner. And, you know, let's meet up and just have a face to face conversation instead of the social media, the DMing, and all of that. Let's get back to those face to face conversations, those personal conversations. And it's not always about selling. Yeah, right. uh, we right. have to get away from every time they oh sell, 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 sell. We gotta we gotta get back to building relationships with you, authentic relationships yeah. and not just, okay, you know, gave me that fifty dollar and I'm done with you. Right. It has to be that authentic, you know, relationship because you never know who that person will refer you to. Right. Or they may come back yeah. over and over and over. So you get the dollars and they grow to five thousand right. dollars. So we just have to get back to building those relationships and um, when we're connecting with Your laptop, you're working, you're trying to communicate with folks. 
people and the people trust you and they want to communicate with you and learn what you know mm -hmm. so don't be afraid to share it either and don't think you have to charge every time you share some information yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that that's oh. important that goes back to building that relationship of not selling mm -hmm. and yes we are all in business to make money we're all in this to survive we're not worried about the license license not going to pay for anything but we have to have those relationships, and it's not about always going at that dollar. We have to get out of that sale because actually when you get out of that sale mentality is when you actually do make the sale. Mm -hmm. you know? So um, it's getting out of that mentality and just you know building those relationships and getting connected mm -hmm. and knowing and understanding who you are and listening to the person that you're talking to. Because okay. just by listening to what they're saying, you will gain so much more just by having that open ear and maybe even, you know, give them something that they didn't even come and talk to you about. Yeah, exactly. And that, that can build on your business. Oh, I can do that too. Or, you know what? I'm connected to Waikisha. Let me call her and she can get that done for you. Mm -hmm. And if you and her, y'all collaborating, y'all get that done. And, you know, by doing that, only thing that client knows Oh, she got it done. She did what I asked you. They don't need to know who you outsourced it to, who you collaborated with. They don't need to know all of that. You know, so it's, it's understanding who's in your network and partnering and collaborating with each other. Exactly. I think that's what it's all about. Let's shift gears a little bit. Um, we want, you know, as a woman, and I want to kind of get an answer from each one of you. As a woman, what are some of the red tape that you've run into when doing business or trying to uh, negotiate a contract? Okay, I I will say two things. Um, two things that I have run into is when number one, they always think your fees are too high sometimes, that you're charging too much, um, and then you have to kind of explain your work. And then I got to the point where I was tired of doing that, and my track record should explain my work. It should explain why I'm charging this and the um, what goes into what I need to do for you. Um, whether it be fundraising, whether it's public speaking, coaching. Uh, some people don't realize that they're starting at zero. They're starting at nothing, and you have to build them up, and that takes time. So that's one thing I've run into. Uh, the second thing that I've run into is we were going back to the competition or how people sometimes think that you're too bold as a woman when you're speaking. I always get that from other women. And, you know, it's usually two things. Either they think that your personality shouldn't be the way it is, or they don't understand it. Because they may be timid, they may be shy, they may be docile, and they don't understand why you're assertive or you're bold. And so when working with women, some women in business, that is what I've run into. That has been a problem. So that and also the, um, the fees in the beginning. For me, it is I cater to women. I have scrubs that I design for male or they're unisex, but I cater to women. But I have a lot of people too that know me and they're starting their businesses. Or some women may look at you and say, she thinks she all that. I'm not buying anything from her. And then they spread that word. So that's something that I've dealt with. People don't want to purchase because they're intimidated by me, which I have spent a lot of time trying to show the world that you shouldn't have to be. And I am a real person. I'm human. But we have that, and it's natural for women to have jealousy. But we have to get out of that. I mean, I think for me, it's like energy attracts like energy. 
I have not met one woman who's been jealous of me. <laughs> I'm just yeah. all you are right. <laughs> 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 Hey, it's that's when I have my blinders on, right? Because I don't I don't need to interact with that person. So for me, I'm only interacting with women who want to support other women, and that's what I attract because that's what I want to give off to to other people and in my periphery and my ripple effect. And so you know, I, I, I always tell people, be delusional, create the reality you want to, you know, you want to live in. And so for me, I, I choose not to, I don't even see it. If that person's like, if someone tells me, oh, I think that girl's like side-eyeing you, I'm like, okay, maybe she's like loving my dress or something. And I change the perspective and the narrative. I really do not have time to be like, oh, she's side-eyeing me. And she's, I don't have time for that. It's like, it's irrelevant. It's, um, it's not, it's not anything I need to give any more energy and time like to. Yeah. But, yeah, but in our culture, Oh, I get it too, within y'all's culture too. <laughs> but I just, because I have, I'm going to be honest, I, you know, um, I, I, you know, have a lot of diverse friends, but you know, my, my child's father is black and most of my boyfriends have been black in the past. And so I entered a room where I walk in and, you know, I, Y'all, yeah, yeah. I, I would explain, and it's like it is totally okay. You know, I remember I walked into um, two birthday parties, both of them black families, and I walk in. I'm the only one that's not black, and the energy that I felt, you know, and so for me, it's like I'm not. I'm, I come across as if I'm oblivious that I don't see it. I see it. I feel yeah. it. But I'll still walk into the room and say, "Hi, how are you? My name's Amy." So they'll be like, "Hello, I'm so lovely." I'm like, Totally okay. You are not affecting my bank account. You can judge me all you want, but I have a right to be here. I was invited because my son is friends with your son, and we are we're not paying attention to that. Anyways, that's a side note for the 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 jealousy part. But the what I I what I um meet is most of the people. It's not really dealing with women to women business, but it's most people think that I'm not the boss. Because I'm up on a I'm up on a scissor lift or I'm on okay. scaffolding, so I'm on like fifty foot walls sometimes. So then you know, if we're if I have my independent contractors and some of them are male, they'll automatically go to the guy and be like, oh great job, that looks amazing, blah blah blah. And I'm like, and so I have no problem before I you know, I used to get called and be like, oh that's kind of like egotistical or you're being very um, bold or very arrogant because I'd be like, actually I'm the boss. This is my mural. And, and then I was like, you know what? I don't really care if you see it as being arrogant or assertive okay. or whatever you label because I, I earned to be here. I worked hard to be the boss and to have my own business and to hire independent contractors and to create an economy for other artists. Okay. And I have no problem. And if you have, you know, if you feel that type of energy, that really doesn't have anything to do with me because I know who I am. I'm not an arrogant person. I'm not, um, I'm not cocky or any of those things. Um, if I'm overly com if I'm overly like just, you know, confident, I'm confident, I'm proud to be where I am. And that energy speaks on you. And so that's, that's just the narratives that I tell when I move around. So like when I, I feel those kind of things and so, and for instance, if I don't get a job or whatever, the price too high, I'm like, you know what? It's okay. The, the energy was not a match. I'm going to move on. I'm not going to waste my time on that anymore to, to why to prove that I'm right or do anything. It's like, it's okay. It's not a match. Cut it off. Like cut off the arm and keep it moving and, and go on to something bigger and better. This quick story. I, there was not a match. I had a $20,000 project and energy. This guy, it was just not a match. And I had to make the decision to be like, you know what? I'm going to have to let go 
of this $20,000 mural. It's a lot of money. As a single mom, I could use the 20 grand in my bank. And I was like, but you know what? As a business owner and what it's going to cost me emotionally, mentally dealing with this person, it's not worth the 20 grand. And I tell you, as soon as I cut it off, I had projects lining up and I made half of that already in projects. And, and so as soon as I made the decision to let that one go, a whole bunch of other doors opened up. So, I mean, it's also having the ability to say, okay, this is not our, as a woman, I, yes, I want to prove like I'm worthy for this job. I'm worthy of this contract. Sometimes it's just not worth to prove that. You don't need to prove that to the other person. You've already proved that to yourself to cut it off and move it on to some energy that there is, there is synergy there because there'll be more abundance going your way that way yeah. than going against resistance. One of the challenges that I face when dealing with my business other businesses is popularity versus integrity. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what that looks like for me is someone, you know, potential clients, they're betting several, several businesses and they'll go with someone else because that person's popular, that person does have more like that person um, seems to be the go-to person. They go over there and they aren't satisfied. And so then they have to circle back to me to help finish or redo that person's work. And so trying to place myself as a first choice and also show that you get what you pay for. You get yeah. actually above and beyond what you pay for with me. You walk away satisfied with my service. And so if you want to go to what's popular, go right ahead. But I have to stand on what I believe okay. in and what my foundation is and what I know I can offer to the client. I think for me, um, one of the lessons that I had to learn and I had to also deal with was setting my price and sticking to it. That this, that I've worked my my price points from the back end back, from you know very strategically. This is what I know that I need to make. This is what it's going to cost in order for me to produce this. And then okay, the second thing I had to learn is. I had to learn is that it's okay to charge for my intellectual knowledge mm -hmm. um, that I am my brand so for me much of what I provide is a service base and so what you're providing what you're getting from me is my internet into intellectual property and being okay with price point that property but I can't let our sisters go out like this because so I, I had to, I'm sorry I had to let, let's go back this, I know no, 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 it's not you this
And she pulled me to the side one day and she told me, she said, honey, you do, you never lose, lose your work. And she gave me a scripture. She said, every night I want you to use this scripture and I want you to pray on this scripture. And it was Psalms 91. So anytime I run into challenge, I will Psalm 91 you right on into where you need to be. And that is and that is up out of my space. And so um, and it, it makes clear what that does is it opens the door for me to handle what I need and bring in what I need for me. So I don't really focus too much now on who's not connecting with me because I really prayed you up out of my space. I've Psalm 91 you up out of my space. You're not supposed to be here. And so I don't even really think about the chat, you know, who's connected, who's not connected, because I know who's in my space is supposed to be in my space. Okay. Um, and so what I'm finishing up my first book called Believe to Lead. And the, the biggest message with that with that is I was giving my power to all the people that I thought needed to make decisions about my career, my journey, my business. And so that the message out of Believe to Lead is that my power is here. I can't focus on the boss who's, who's jealous. I can't focus on the I can't focus on the client who has a negative attitude. And I find that all the time in leadership development that when I bring people to the table, what they want to talk about is the employee who don't, the, the contractor who won't pick up the phone. Today we are talking about you. Because you can leverage and respond to all of this. You're responsible for your response. And so I think we just have to carry that. So it's all communities, not just us. It's not just our sister. Um, and two, it's being confident enough to set your price point and knowing that you can charge for your intellectual knowledge. Mm -hmm. And three, get your scriptures and lean on them. And that's just where it's all. But those are the lessons that I think have carried me. Do you ask to, um, to be addressed as doctor? Okay, so it's not hugely important for me mm -hmm. until everyone else in the room is being addressed as doctor. Yeah. So what's not going to happen is you're not going to walk in the room and you're not going to address doctor such and such, doctor such and such, mm -hmm. doctor such and such, and then I'm Waikisha. Mm -hmm. right, so that's right. the only yeah. time that that matters to me. Right. And I'll tell you, though, that I didn't carry, I didn't necessarily carry that mindset until I recognized it in clinic when we, when I saw nurses or um, support services professionals referring to everyone um, in the clinic as doctor, 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 and we hired a psychiatrist, MD, who graduated from Howard, and but then she was her first name. And so, and this was before I finished my degree. So being Waikisha at that time, I started to make corrections that if, if this is doctor such and such, and this is doctor such and such, then she's doctor such and such with the MD. Right. Not PhD. Right. MD. Yeah. So no, I don't I don't have to have it. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily like I'm not one of the ones that walk in the room. It, the only time it matters is you're not gonna walk in the room and call all these other people doctor. I'm know. glad to hear that because yeah. I feel like that's we've had this discussion before where the the lady's like afraid to some women are afraid to do that because they feel like it's being boastful. <laughs> and I, I'm glad to hear yeah, that. Yeah, I know I don't. No, I drove you a drive some miles. You earned it. You earned it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Some women just like, you know, we're in this environment. Now, the minute they walk in, and, you know, oh, hey, why don't you tell you to, no, stop. Yeah, no. You, know, you have some, yeah. some women yeah. that's, and then I, I'm, I'm, you know, I get it. You know, yeah. you work yeah. hard for you, yeah. get all of this stuff to get it. 
But sometimes I think it could be overly done. Yeah. You know, where you know, if you're just in a regular setting with yeah. people, you know, but if you're in that professional setting, like you say, it's doctor, 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 then okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, doctor as well. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, of course, absolutely. No, I have friends who will um, jump up. I have colleagues and coworkers at the yeah. job, too, that will jump up and go, uh, oh, no, that's Dr. Hayes. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. you know that's, they'll defend it before I'll defend it. Yeah. It's just that in, the, in those meetings yeah. um, or in, um, you know, in huge committee meetings, if everyone else is at the table as doctor, mm-hmm. I expect to be referred to as doctor. Outside of that, no. Now, on my branding, you will see me say Dr. Wise. Of course. Because yeah, right. that's, that's a part of the message. That's of a course. part of the brand. Um, and Dr. Wise, and so I'm here to answer the questions that you need so that we can get you to uh, maximize your potential. But no, it's not. Um, no, it's Waikisha. My husband will laugh and tell you that all the time. So first, I mean, first of all, I grew up right here down the road. So coming back from Pearland, I grew up <laughs> at uh, Grants Road and Imperial Valley in Greenbrier Park, North Park, Ridgecrest Drive. That's went to Nimitz. She told me. So at any moment, you can get that Waikisha. <laughs> Or you can get the U.S. You can get the Texas and M. or you might get Mama Keisha. It just depends. It don't matter. My husband you truly can go from the corporate to the club. I can go to the club and want a whole lot. As a matter of fact, if you went to the whole lot, and after I graduated, to celebrate, we had so much fun. We had so much fun. I don't know all the fun we had. You know, but that's what life yeah. is about. Like, you have to be able to manage that. I'm real. I'm just, yeah. I'm authentically me wherever I am. Um, so, yeah, that's just who you have to be. Yeah. Piggyback off of what you were saying, and I don't want to put it out there like our culture, our race. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, these are my experiences. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. living in a small town, so in a, in a small business where you have, and look, I'm from the market. I live in Leeds, too. <laughs> Yes, it's not. I think I was just addressing something. No, no, no. Right? Yes, and I don't feel like I, 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 I want to clarify on TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I think it's it goes. I, I, this is like a point that's a reoccurring thing that I keep talking about. It's the abundance scarcity. You touched upon it and you said it in a different way, but it's the same thing, right? Of like, um, you go for what what is rightfully you. So his the guy with the dreads, he stood up. He he said no to something, and that was a scary decision. But there was abundance on the other side. And look, with him saying no, he got that scholarship off it. Um, and off of Ellen, I think that's the main thing. It's just there's abundance in the world. There's a pathway just that is lit up just for you specifically. And, for, and so as yeah. if you have confidence in that um, and belief in that, and, and in some case, you know, believing God and uh -huh. all these kind of things, then you're going to get to that space. You just have to believe. And yes, there's going to be things that throw you off your path and things happen, but it's just about perspective and how you choose to look at it. It's a learning lesson and it makes you stronger and better. And you just keep, you just got to keep moving forward. You have to, you know, people we're so judgmental and things that, that, that happen. And with this young man, I think so many people looked at it as if it's just high school. No, it's not just high school. No, yeah. And so many people that, don't graduate, you know, forget just walk across the stage, but just can't graduate for whatever reason. They just didn't, you know, do what they were supposed to do and didn't do anything. He's not a troubled child. No. He's not walking around with his pants around his ankles. You know, he's a, a, a good student. Just looking at him and the way he speaks, right. you can tell he, yeah. he's a good student. You know, he, he's just a normal child, but because of his age and because it's high school, people start looking at it differently. And regardless of a person's age, this is where they start learning. Yeah, and he was taught up until now, whatever that may be, to stand up for, you know, what it is. And to have the support of his parents and his family, yeah. not to start having the support after, oh, you got $20,000, now I'm your best bud. Yeah, right. It's not about that. Yeah. It's having that support that, stand your ground. You know, we're not cutting, we're not cutting your hair. We're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then to have something that is a 30-year-old uh, policy is crazy. Right. I, I think yeah. the world better get ready for these two for millennials. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm not for sure. And I'm not for sure what we what we call in this high school group. What yeah. They uh, yeah. It's like millennials. Yeah. Like, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm not for sure what we gonna call them, but yeah. we gotta get ready for them. My son yes. is a junior, and he's 16, yeah. and they are not having any mm -hmm. parts mm -hmm. of it. When we when and, and we I think about it like when my mom was in school, she we're from a small town. I moved on Greensboro when I was in third grade, but we're originally from a small town here in Texas. My mom knew I'm, I'm, I'm going to grow up. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to become a teacher because that's what women do. They go to school. They become mm -hmm. teachers in that generation, right? So then I took it a little bit further. Like, I ended up being a teacher, but I want to do something else. I'm pushed, I'm pushed just a little bit more. Stuff that I wasn't even thinking about as a junior or senior in high school. These kids, I, I mean, I guess the word is woke or, <laughs> you know. We had, we had a group, it was like, oh my God, what's this going to happen? Yeah, this generation is, but I think it was, I don't know if it was a pause. I don't know what it was. But now, this next generation, it's completely different from this one that we were starting to get. We was getting yeah. scared. It was like, I don't I know. Every that. generation goes through that. But the ethical thinkers, yeah. they're not afraid. Yes. They're telling us up up front, I want to own my own business. And why?
why yes. they're, they're making decisions mm-hmm. they understood they're socially conscious in ways that yes. we were that my generation i feel like in high school was not socially conscious mm-hmm. and they are just not afraid sometimes too
and it's unsolicited, all I say is thank you very much for taking the time to give this to me. Yeah. I appreciate it, even if I didn't want to hear it. I'm just like, thank you so much. With That's social it. media and the DM, PMs, whatever you want to call it, messaging, being mm -hmm. um, in the yeah, I, I put myself out on that platform, me and my husband, to let them know and I give out education on how to change and build your business so people feel comfortable coming to me and asking those questions in my inbox. We created our nonprofit this year called Build and Maintain. Everybody go on a event to teach people about banking. You need to know yes. about banking. We are going to help you create an LLC. It doesn't take that long and it's not that hard. So we're letting people know that I am available. I will talk to you. And if it's something quick, send me a message and I will help you. Yeah, I don't know that I reach out to people as much as I probably can. But what I do try to do is lead by example, right? Mm -hmm. So when you see my brand or my business or even myself in person, um, the just bare crystal rivers human, human being, you will see that example of a woman, um, you know, a, a friend, a sister, a business owner, yeah. uh, an employee, a manager, etc. You'll see that. And so my hope with that, though, is that you feel um, that I am available for you to come to me and ask questions. And it's not always, I'm not always hitting them, like you said earlier, with, you know, schedule a date on my calendar and, and then your, <laughs> your feet for this 30-minute consultation. It's not always about that. It's you have a question, I'm happy to answer. And then with that conversation, we can develop it and we can um, dig into if there's an opportunity for us to work together or if there's an opportunity for me to help you in a way that's more substantial than just a question, a one-off question or two. And because of social media, we're always watching and we pay attention to mm -hmm. things. When you created this panel and I reposted the flyer, I don't know you, mm -hmm. but two people that I trust and I know are great people they were like two of my favorite people. Dewan Claiborne, he is our first black president of the League City Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. And he said, and I know what type of person he is, Terry Barber. Those are excellent and great people. Mm -hmm. And I love talking to them. I've known them for years. From, I know Terry from church, and I've been with her for a long time. Abundant love. We live in League City, so it's kind of far, but. Just seeing that, I knew you were good people and I never met you. I like that you said that because when I first put out the post, it was, okay, who's going to be receptive to this? Mm -hmm. You know, who's going to think out the box and, you know, mm -hmm. want to do something? And the feedback that I got, I was like, oh, wow, okay. You know, so, all right, well, let's do this then. <laughs> you know, so, you know, put the information out there and then, you know, you know, people started to follow instructions and, you know, do what was asked in the emails and all of that. So, you know, out of that, you know, I created this panel and being able to have it and connect with all of you and some of you I have never met before. But to, right, right. So, you know, it's, it's having those connections and reaching out to people and being unafraid to reach out to a person that you're not connected with or don't know. To say, you know what? Okay, let me look at her. Okay, she looks like she's doing something. Let's, you know, be a part of this. And it's one of the things you just never know where it's going to go. So, you know, getting the feedback and the phone calls, uh, you know, about it, it shows that it's, it's a good thing to reach out. Because one, you never know who you're going to meet, who you're going to get connected with, and what type of partnership or collaboration you're going to get out of, you know, that meeting. 
And it's not only about today, it's, you know, on and on after this. You know, you never know how long that relationship is going to build or build into what, right? Conversations like this are necessary. And so I want to thank you, Melissa, for inviting us and for the absolute out there mm -hmm. to, because um, people want to know. They yeah. want to know what we go through. Um, people want to know circumstances that they can relate to that. And some of those people may never speak up. But it's um, people like you who put together the platform for us to be able to come together and speak about these things. Girl, yes. <laughs> you know, I would have never received the information if one of my sisters from that conference mm -hmm. I went to last year, she tagged my name in your post. Uh -huh. And I saw it, and I was like, you don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm glad she did that. And that's the connections that you build, those relationships, and they right. do last for a long time. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I'm so glad she tagged my name in there because I wouldn't be standing there today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just do whatever Crystal tell me to do. You know, but your message is powerful in what you just mm -hmm. said. My husband is also, that's about coaching. He says this all the time. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Oh, yeah, and yeah. so, he I mean, he's put that in my son's mind. And it's just a message that transcends support mm -hmm. and it transcends life. So I think this is good. And where this starts small, it you know, it just expands. You just, you did it. Mm -hmm. You open the door, you try it, you know, we put it, you put it out there. And so from this, the only thing that can do, the, I mean, that's like positivity. Yeah. It's the only thing that could really come out of this, right? New yeah. connections, yeah. if nothing else, yeah. collaborations, yeah. partnerships, yeah. new contacts, or what have you. Um, and then once you post it to the World Wide Web, you just never know what to do. So I think, I think this is good. And, and we've touched on so many yeah. different yeah. things. I mean, the, yes. you could go back to your, your topic of depression, which I really wanted to yes. go back and say, kudos for sharing that because yes. a lot of times yes. you yes. don't share yes. those yes. moments yes. and it, it goes back to your um, story of authenticity and why mm -hmm. that's so important as a, a, a woman mm -hmm. in business. I think that's powerful. That lends itself to a whole nother conversation. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, overcoming resilience and power and the support system and all of this stuff. So this is this is good. I, I I truly am grateful for the connections and um, everyone that that you know want to participate with this and have this conversation because it's not only me that go through some of those issues you know in corporate where and uh, as entrepreneur uh, being questioned and looked at a certain way. One about being woman and being you know African American woman, you're looked at a certain way by, you know, what do you really know? And if you know, how much schooling did you go? Mm -hmm. When I tell people, oh, I'm self-taught, you know, that's how I know, you know, um, <clears throat> some of the computer skills and things like that. I'm self-taught, which means you're self-taught. You can't self-teach yourself that. Oh, okay. Well, you know, but you go through and you're able to produce and you're able to, you know, do what it is you need to do and you just always look at a certain way. And it doesn't even matter that, you know, You've done that, that you're proving your point, that you're putting certain things out there, you still looked at a certain way. And, you know, being authentic, you know, just being honest and open and saying what it is that I just felt that this conversation needed to happen to show and let people know it's okay. You know, you're not one, you're not by yourself. And right. two, let's talk about it, let's put it out there. Yeah. You know, why not? Let's just say it, you know, it is what it is and share our experiences. Even though they all may be different in some sort of way, but they're, you know, at the end of the day, it's pretty much all the kind of the same experiences of hitting those uh, those brick walls and, and fences and all of this of of you know trying to push back 
and standing in your truth, standing in who you are, who you are, and you're building who you are, and that this is what's going to happen. Don't be apologetic about your prices, your business, what you're doing, how you're negotiating your contracts. Don't be unapologetic about saying, I am the boss. Mm-hmm. You know, this is mine. You know, don't be afraid of saying that. Because um, sometimes, you know, we are looked at, uh, oh, she's showboating or um, she's just trying to make herself stand out or she bragging or posting. It's not about that. This it is what it is. Mm-hmm. If a man came out and said, hey, well, I'm the boss, it's looked at completely, <laughs> completely yeah, different. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. But when a woman do it and you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. oh, my God, they look at you so, so yeah. differently mm-hmm. and you get such a, uh, a different response. I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to expand on the on the, the showboating part. I there was this girl and she wanted to. Uh, we were in conversation. She was sharing all the problems that were going on. She's like, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean to." Um, uh, what did she say? Like, show off everything. I'm like, I am so proud of you. Like, congratulations. Yeah. I'm yeah. so glad that all of these successful things are happening. And that's one of the things that I want to be able to create a space for women to be able to really boast about themselves and brag about themselves because I don't think we brag about our achievements um, as much and we should should be and we should be able to have a space to celebrate all of our achievements um, because we're we're taught to not if there's all these other negative connotations so the same light we should we should be able to we should we should all just share all our achievements right now. All of this I had that conversation with my mother last week and I was told I said mom I'm so excited I'm gonna graduate from masters and I was like, but I don't know if I can tell people that and say that. She mm-hmm. said, you can. Yes, you can. And you did it with yes. a brain injury. Yeah. yeah. And it made me feel so much better yeah. because you're so scared and you don't because yeah. people are going to think, oh, she's just bragging this mm-hmm. and that. But no, we're setting goals and mm-hmm. I want to complete and I want people to know that you can do it too. Yeah. I had a brain injury and I still completed all these programs. But the intention behind it, right? So then you're not going to attract those people. Even if you do, you're not even going to pay attention to them. You're going to be paying attention to the people who are like, I am so glad you shared that. Yeah. I needed to hear that. Yeah. That was my motivation, yeah. my inspiration, uh-huh. right? So it is, It is. you really do have to share those things because you're going to You're going to have more people than the people that are going to sit here and yeah. think negatively. And I did that. get that. People yeah. were like, no, you did good. I'm proud of you. And that's sort of yeah. getting a lot of that. But yeah. I didn't know how to share it. One thing I think we need to um, really realize is that we have to get sorry out of our yes. 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 We apologize for everything. One of my friends, she said, instead of saying sorry, I'm late, <laughs> she you. says thank you. Yeah, thank you for waiting. She'll say sorry, I had to share this. She'll say thank you for listening. Yes. You know, we have to change our vocabulary. Um, we're afraid to celebrate what our accomplishments, what mm-hmm. we've done. And it's mm-hmm. important for us to celebrate. Yeah, no, no, no. And, and sometimes it's like, what are we apologizing for? Yeah, like, right. I'm trying to, like, what, yeah. what should we be sorry for? And I may have lost my train of thought. <laughs> 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 Jones, when I decided to start my business and was on social media and being crystal came, 
behind, they really taught me the art of marketing and understanding that what I was doing was telling my I story, right? Mm -hmm. So I never looked at it as bragging or boasting. I just right. knew that I needed to tell my story. Right. And then once I saw people connecting to, oh my God, I need to be, I was like, oh, it's working. So let me just keep telling all of Z's business, my business, mm -hmm. and, you know, just sharing who I am and my family's business. But what was happening was I was starting to get messages in my inbox, like, Oh my God, thank you for doing that. Right. I'm thinking about going back to yes. school or, you know what? I am a teacher. I love what I do, but I really want to step out into another field. How can I transfer my skills that I've learned as an educator and make them work in corporate America? And then once I start moving around and accepting friends on my Facebook from work, you realize that you was inspiring people in yes. my nine to five. Like they was coming to me in my office like, I just wanted to tell you, I don't know one, how you do it all. But two, I'm so like impressed by, and I know that I need to do more. I really need to get out of my comfort zone. I think when you just move and tell your story, you'll realize that you're actually probably inspiring and motivating more people that's looking at you sideways or jealous than anything. I think people are really, really inspired when they see stories more often than not. I mean, think about how we respond yeah. to stories. Yeah. Like we, I'm, uh, I'm just like, oh my gosh, she doing that. Like, yeah. like I'm more inspired than anything. Yeah. And so, and now, like I said before, I think the more the world sees that you fake, people really have a, a desire. Yes. Real. Yes. They yes. have a desire to connect and to be able to um, relate to what others are sharing. And yeah. so mm -hmm. it's, and sharing the wins and the losses yes. Yes. and the downs. Right. So, um, I got it. I have all the energy in the world today. Tomorrow, oh my God, y'all, it feels like uh, Thursday and it's just Monday. Like it's, we just half day into Monday. Right. It's, been, it's telling the real and true authentic stories of your experience that I think people relate to. Like, Not just and then to take that, Not just the highlight reel. That's yeah. the external part. So the internal part is as a woman, some of us are moms. And we have corporate America job, we could be having the entrepreneur job and how to handle all of that. And for me, one of the things that I had to learn um, was taking those days, those breaks where I don't have to go 100 miles an hour. And so if I need to rest and be in bed all day, I am not going to feel guilty, not one ounce. I didn't do the dishes, I didn't vacuum, I didn't make dinner, I didn't do this and that, I didn't work on my business because... Someone's going to get my project. Like I didn't wear I, I I had to learn um, the hard way because my body had shut down at one point. I was like, I have to um, take care of myself. So self-care to me is not getting my nails done. or okay. Self-care is having the um, taking care of myself emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And I don't feel guilty about doing that because if I don't take care of those things, then nothing else is going to matter. And I think as women, as mothers, we tend to put that up in the back burner and that should be the very most first important thing that we take care of is ourselves first emotionally spiritually mentally first and foremost and everything else can can you know can wait and we can handle that later but that should be the top top priority and i think we forget that as women i just posted an article yesterday mm -hmm. and it was talking about introverted extroverts yeah and i was reading that i said oh my this is me and crystal will tell you mm -hmm. i will be the first one to slide up out of a function mm -hmm. or say yes i'm going <laughs> and then two but if i realize that it's just um yeah i'm tired yeah. or i need to spend time with my husband I just want to spend time with my husband. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to spend time with my 
my son, right. you know, for um, yourself. By myself. Yes. I do okay. it. Like, I'm just, I'm sorry. I was going to come, but you know what? I'm not coming now. Yeah. Like, it's just okay. Like, I will come and light up your room for 15 minutes, and then I will slide out so fast and go get up under my cover, like my candle, and we would just relax. Mm-hmm. She and I, you know, it's just, you have to learn to be okay with that. And not, not to put, feel that pressure of that invisible obligation. No, saying you know? no is yeah. just so yeah. relieving. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. we have to remember yeah. to take care of ourselves with, yeah. with so many things like things yeah. going on. And we, we do tend to forget that. Yeah. So, you know, like you say, whether oh. it's sitting doing nothing, mm-hmm. watching Lifetime, watching, you know, whatever it is, reading a book, right. sitting on yeah. the patio, whatever that is, we have to remember to, to take that time to take care of ourselves because. Yeah. Nothing's the world's not going to end if you take that day just to do you. And no is a complete sentence. So, to, <laughs> to also to share on that, um, is you know, I left in a, a, an abusive relationship, and um, and just to preface, always people want to know when I say abuse, they think of like this man hitting me and like screaming. There wasn't anything like it was psychological abuse, he was a narcissistic abuser. Anyway, so fast forward, I, I lost my relationship with my parents due to that because he is black. And so they were not happy that this was an interracial okay. um, relationship. And then I had a baby and I wasn't married. And so there's a lot of layers that my parents were just not happy about. Um, and so when I did decide, I woke up and I left him, um, my parents were like, well, my dad basically was like, you can't come home. And so I was homeless for almost a week and a half. I'm so thankful that I had an angel that lived here on earth and she would allow me to come to her house and stay there till eventually my dad did let me come back to the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then it wasn't a good space to be in because he wasn't accepting of my son. Mm-hmm. I eventually got, was, and I was, and then that time I had no money because all my finances were tied to, to him. It happened over time. It's not how it originally started. It happens over time in an abusive relationship. And so they take control of everything. So I had to make a decision. Do I now, after three years working full-time as an artist, do I, now I got to, you know, pick it back up again and, and figure out how my business, because my business got tied to his, um, or do I work in corporate America? Um, had to make that decision. And once you make a finite decision, you put all your energy, things start to open up. You don't know how. Uh-huh. You'll never know how. You just got to have faith and believe, right? Yeah. So then I, I did that, and my business started flourishing, started making enough money to the point where I could move out. And so when I did move out, and I had all, like, sort of my ducks in the order, that's when everything hit me. And... I have to process everything emotionally, go to therapy, do all these things. I still am going to therapy. But um, the point of this story is that for three months, I really did not work. I was in pure solitude. I was holed up in my apartment and I was giving myself space to grieve um, of that relationship, to be angry, to be mad, to be upset, to be wanting to be, uh, you know, vengeful and, and have revenge and all of these like waves of emotions. But someone else was in my ear, like when I had certain mentors were like, you cannot step away from your business for a month. You're not getting, you're a soul, you're an entrepreneur, you got bills to pay, blah, blah. But I just had faith and I knew that I had to do this. And so I really wasn't paying that much attention to my business. And mind you, I didn't have like loads of money saved up. I literally was living paycheck to paycheck. But I kid you not, my business grew the more I was helping myself grow. Yeah. Okay. My business was growing. I was getting projects like out of nowhere and I'm doing these projects and still being mindful of creating, having a space to be by myself in solitude to clean out all the energies around me, girlfriends, friends, anybody, like nobody. I don't want any energies 
in my field. I had to recalibrate and become strong again. And so some, from September up until December, up until early this year, I've been in pure like solitude, really just maybe trickling here and there for social media, for business and stuff. But um, I'm only sharing that story that if, if you give your space to do what you need to do, things are still going to happen. You don't have to live in this like scarcity mindset. Things will happen for you're going to be okay. Thank you for that story. Yeah. Um, I lost my mom in 2018 on Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. And when I did that, I, my business was at the height. It was going great. Everything was good, running on all cylinders. And I literally shut down. And I noticed when you go through something like that, grief or whatever it is, my entire circle changed. Mm -hmm. um, people that I thought were going to be there and act a certain way, mm -hmm. completely the opposite. Um, people who I didn't know very well came into my circle at that time. And being an entrepreneur and going through that was so difficult because canceled three speaking engagements, was numb, was in my house, in my room, didn't want to get out of bed. And when you go through something like that, when you have to pull yourself up, knowing that I have to do this for my business, this for my business, when I shut down, my body shut down. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like, you know, telling me, you know, you need to take a break. Your business will be there. That's what God was telling me. Your business will be there once you're up and rolling. Yes. And that took months. And I didn't miss a beat with my business. Mm -hmm. Clients were there. They totally understood. Mm -hmm. They were telling me their stories, yeah. you know, about people that they've lost in their lives. Mm -hmm. So you're always in this mindset, and social media will feed this a little bit, too, where it will say, you know, you have to hustle, 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 oh, hustle yeah. all the time, nonstop. And that's how I felt. As soon as I left the funeral, I went back home started hustling again and I'm like I can't do this mm -hmm. I, I have to take a mental break and because I took that mental break is the reason why I feel much better now yeah. you know so it's very important for me to do that okay I'm, I'm glad that you're you were open and both of you shared this story and that's actually I mean a perfect ending to you know <laughs> what we're going to about being open and taking the time for yourself and knowing when you need to grieve or be sad or cry or whatever it is because if you sit in there and go ahead and just go through that moment it's going to benefit you in the long run instead of hey let me push this down let me go let me go let me go now you've got years and years of that that you never dealt with that you never took the time for took therapy you know what the therapy or whatever and now it's affecting your business and the way that you have relationships uh in your business so Again, I want to thank all of you ladies for coming and being a part of this panel and uh, just taking the time. So thank you. Thank you.